1: This is one mic. Can we be real? I'm going to stretch the line and see. Now, if you step, step the line, I'm going to say something about it.
0: This is one mic. This is one mic, please.
1: Wilson, welcome to RSG One Mike, one of the many podcasts developing here on the on the RSG Media Network. Um and uh the show that is the breakfast before madness. You know, you remember back in the day, uh if you are the kind of people who used to watch Wimbledon, it used to be breakfast at Wimbledon. You know, this thing is so big, we gotta do the same thing. Uh with a, a, a you used to get up and Early morning, like this morning, I had some grits and some eggs. You know, I love grits, some eggs, maybe some ham, and, uh, and just kind of got my breakfast right, got my mind right. And, you know, we'll kind of just get into it uh, because this is the big day. You know, we've already had kind of the foreplay in, but, you know, the energy goes up on that Thursday of March Madness, and we're here. Folks have been filling out their brackets. Um, I hope you've had a chance uh go to our – um, Facebook page, uh, Real Sports Guys, and uh, click and get into the Turning Challenge. The grand prize is that uh, you get to come and co host a podcast with us. Um, we have, uh, we get out a fire, we get our gift certificates, but it's always a fun thing uh, to compete against folks. We got some great folks who have done this on an annual basis and keep building. And so um, we're here with the kind of the, the breakfast uh, before madness and you know, for the next hour, you know, I know some of you are scrambling, changing stuff around. I'm, I'm watching some of the, 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 the folks on TV, some of the national sh- uh, show hosts and analysts, like, making last-minute changes, um, and uh, people are trying to scramble. And so, you know, I thought that I would, you know, uh, you know, share a little bit about my brackets and some things that might help you as you try to get warmed up as the clock ticks down to uh, – to, uh, um, uh, turning time, and there's always some cats who the streets know about, but the rest of the folks don't know about, or very few, and I, I want to talk about some of those folks that you may want to pay attention to that might impact, you know, where you think some upsets are going. So, you know, welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, the Breakfast Before Madness. Um, uh, I'm excited about this, having a good time, and I always want to shout out to my guy the Game Changer and Phil T. You know, catch us on our regular podcast. It's out there We're on iTunes. Go to com and you can click in, get in everything. Um, uh, being Game Changer did a uh, March Madness show on uh, 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 here recently. There's a podcast out there, some good stuff. You get a chance to hear about our Can't Trust It list, which I think is very important when you're trying to pick um, that uh, kind of tournament. We, we kind of miss Phil T. Because he always had that crazy pick that just threw everybody off. But if you go to the Real Sports Guys Facebook page and set up, you probably see his brackets and know that you're going to beat him uh, this year. For some reason, he always has something. Um, we're always uh, uh, here uh, trying to make sure we support our sponsors, and today we have KNF Filters, uh, who uh, is sponsoring our um, call line, the KNL Filters Hotline. Um, they uh, provide replacement filters designed to increase horsepower, power, provide excellent engine protection, and lasts for the life of your car, truck, or motorcycle. Go to knmfilters.com podcast and get a great deal on K&N replacement air filters with free shipping. As a bonus, uh, you will get a free K&N hat. Please, when you uh, call and talk to uh, uh, Carl uh, Justice and, and the, uh, you talk to people over K&N, uh, K- uh, ask about uh, Carl uh, Justice's story and let them know that the Real Sports Guy sent you. Thank you, K&N. We always believe. We like to have that support. We appreciate you supporting us on the podcast. So we already have an injury this morning. And, you know, the thing about it, you think about the crazy things that um, impact um, tournaments. You know, usually when you think about pre-tournament um, practices, you know, a lot of times, um, um you know there there are there are um, you know people are taking precautions. There's a lot of walkthroughs, um, all kinds of things happening um, that that can can really you know you, you're just trying to get yourself ready, and you don't want you don't want to kind of do anything to not be able to get the people on the court. Well, Tyrone Wallace, you know uh, uh, Cal's great point guard. You know they're loaded. People like Cal fractured uh, his right hand. And when I was thinking about this, you know, um it it, it kind of came back to me um uh with this kind of uh you know uh great kind of thought leader who talked about practice. And remember when our friend, you know, Mr. Iverson came out and said, you know, everybody wants to talk about the game. Not the way I play you know, he talks about things he loves. But everybody wants to talk about how I practice. And I, I got a feeling that the people for Cal in the Bears fans are probably feeling the same way right now. They're probably feeling like, what's all this about practice? What were they doing for him to break and fracture a hand right before getting into probably the biggest tournament run for them in a long time? And they're one of those programs where they need to make some noise. And so – you know uh you know that Hawaii matchup looks different now, you know, I still thought Hawaii um had a good chance against them and could really um uh make them a push and make a run for it. but this thing uh even becomes uh more important when you think about you know the point guard because all of us know and one of the things you hear when you think about us on r a g is that we've always talked about and particularly in in nSA tournament here that we talk about the importance of the point guard importance of guard play um, as we um, look to this tournament and when you, leave, you lose someone like that, particularly with all the talent they still have on their roster, the point guard is kind of like the person who orchestrates has the ball in his hand uh, all the time and uh is is constantly um, trying to find ways to uh, manipulate your pace and everything else. so um when you have an injury like this, you know even though it's not his shooting hand. Uh, that makes life a little bit more difficult for them. And some of those people who were thinking about Hawaii being that team that could make some noise, um, uh, you know, um, gave them a little bit more energy around that in a way that um, uh, would cause folks to say, okay, uh, they can do this. And so we already have injuries. And I know people are rushing and they're trying to, uh, you know, make their way uh, to make some changes. Um, uh, but you never know. I mean, they played before without him and found a way to um to make things happen and uh uh you know you never know how other people will step up, but that's a big development here this morning and and something you need to think about as you're you're trying to make it position yourself either for just those those brackets where you're just trying to get it's all for the bragging rights or those brackets where it's just for the cash. Now, I kind of want to walk through my brackets here in this first hour, just kind of, you know, uh, Game Changer and I talked a little bit about the final four in our last podcast, but I I didn't quite go through my brackets. And, you know, I'm only here with you for an hour, so I'm not going to go too detailed in everything. I want to kind of run this through, but it's the basic things that I try to think about. I try to think about uh, guard play. I try to think about, um, experience in a sense that people who um, have uh, experience—not in that they got a lot of seniors on it and all of it—but people who have demonstrated throughout the season to go through some adversity, been able to kind of weather the storm, been in competitive situations, um, and and maybe some folks who kind of been back here before, um, and then obviously coaching plays a role in it. I think in the N C A tournament um, adjustments. My like coaches can be critical um uh, about it. And and the crazy thing is some of our league coaches are the ones who um sometimes uh struggle the most um uh in this tournament. So I'm just gonna think about this go through the region where we have uh Kansas. I have Kansas beating Austin Pay, even though Austin Pay is a dangerous team, but I think Kansas is just too strong. Um I have UConn uh beating uh Colorado. You know, uh UConn, Kevin Holly is there's some coaches that are tournament coaches. Um and I think because of his pro basketball uh background, his ability to understand how to prepare people in short turnarounds like they have in the league, understanding how to create um, you know, kind of mental exercises, knowing how to handle people physically in these in these kind of situations, I think that benefits him when he's coaching in these kinds of situations. Um Kansas and Yukon, I think it's gonna be a great game. I just think Kansas has too much depth. I think they'll beat uh Yukon. Then I have Maryland beating South Dakota State. Uh we've had uh, uh Jack Rapids on our hair and I mean it's a great program. I think, you know, I wasn't surprised an was upset here. Maryland's talented, but if Triple isn't shooting, they can struggle. Um and he's kinda of like that engine that makes it go. Um they obviously have Stone and, and others who can and play, but they can be inconsistent. I mean, this is really a top three type of team, but they've been inconsistent throughout the year. Um, I got Hawaii, and I had Hawaii before the injury uh, beating California. Sometimes you like new money. California's like new money. Yeah, they got stars, but when you new money, how do you handle this situation? Or how do you handle uh, you know kind of all the bright lights and the expectations? And when you Hawaiian, you got to travel everywhere. You know, you got to be on, on the play everywhere you go when you come away from home. Like it's always a long trip. There's a grit about them that I think can play well. I think they'll give Maryland a tough uh, tough uh, game, but then Maryland will prevail, and then we'll have kind of Kansas against Maryland, which uh, which will be a great one. Um, I have uh, Wichita State beating Arizona. Um, this is a veteran squad, and and you know Fred blitz has some injury problems, which I think you know affected their season. And how they developed and grow, uh, had the chance to grow. But this is a veteran squad with Baker that um I think playing a, uh, playing that first four game was really good for them. Kind of got their oil going. Um, they know how to handle these situations. Um, I think, you know, Arizona's one of the programs historically they've always had the bright lights. They've had a couple good runs, but they're not immune to being set up, I mean upset in the first round. And so I got Wichita State uh beating Arizona. Uh, in that first round. Um, and then Miami. Miami, like the Jungle Dog, I call them like the Mischief State of the South. Just tough, gritty. They get after it. You know, I think it'll be a good game cause I just think, uh, I guess Buffalo, but I think they'll prevail. But I think Wichita State is just as gritty. Um, and they just got some money players. And I think Wichita State will beat uh, uh, Miami in, in, in advance to the next round. Um, I have Iowa. People forget, Iowa was a highly rated team for a, a, a few weeks in the season. They got Jerry Utah, who's a transfer from Wisconsin, Uh great uh, player. They, they, uh, they got at least four guys who score in double figures. Um, they got some depth and stuff around that. And so um, I think it'll be a good game against Temple. I think they'll beat Temple. Uh, and then Villanova, you know, if you've been listening to us, you know, and we love Jay Wright. You think Jay Wright is the best dressed. You're talking about a competition for dressing. He's the best dressed coach in America. He is smooth. And, and just he's got all the things that say this is the kind of guy, he's a smart guy who should be making a Final Four. But when you look at their recent history, and they've been a good team for a while, they've had a great program, they just haven't made those runs. And so – I'm always a little nervous about them. But they're going to win the first round, but then I got them getting knocked out. I got Jay Wright in the CBS studio by the second weekend. I got Iowa. Iowa's I got the depth. I think they'll get the challenge. They'll um, be able to adjust to Villanova's small ball strategy, uh, well-coached, tough. Um, and I think the Big Ten has been underrated in this, and this will be a game that signals the Big Ten uh, is there. And then it's y'all say against Iowa. Mm. You know, everybody's in the neighborhood. Everybody knows each other. This was going to be a barn burner. I think this is where people will understand how good Utah is, and Utah will have one of those big games. I think Van will have a big game. Um, you know, all the pundits probably will say Wichita State was going to win, but I was going to squeak it out to face up against Kansas. And then in Oregon's uh, 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 bracket there, uh, I got Oregon uh beating the Holy Cross, although a champion, boy, that big fella can shoot. Um, Oregon's still new money. You know, I told you about new money, new to the life, the bright lights, the football program's been there. But the basketball program, new to the lights, I think they're kinda like my they they're 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 in that Villanova uh space with me where I just think um and they got some tough teams you know, in I got St. Joe's beating Cincinnati. St Joe's is a tough team. You know, uh, was it Montelli, Scotty's Cas rally they Philly tough. Um, I think they upset Oregon and then you got Saint Joe's uh going on. Uh, Yale against Baylor, Baylor's got some grown men. <laughs> but they of them teams that that you look at you like, this team can either make it all the way to the final four the championship or this team get get early. It's like they like the George Foreman of basketball. It's like whoosh 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 and just physical, they can knock you out. But Yale, uh, Tommy and you know, and I'm from Ann Arbor, Amaker didn't do this thing when he was in A-square. You know, I think he did the right thing by the kids, but he just couldn't get the program. But he's going to Yale. I think that's a great match for him. And uh, first time in a long time, they play. They basically playing in the neighborhood. Um, and I think, you know, that you always have that Ivy League team that puts something on them. And, you know, uh, the SAT and ACT scores are going to come into effect a little bit with that skill. And uh, they want to prove they got some funk in the game as well. I think that's a that's a twelve five upset that'll happen to yell when there. and then you got Duke, you know, I always Coach K, you know, sometimes he has those camp kids. You know, they ain't from the streets. You know, Jay Will is probably like an exception to the rule. Um, and uh, uh uh I I I love uh the fact that they got a little grit right now. Uh, Grayson Allen, I don't like him tripping everybody, but he's pushing, he's doing that, plumley took the broken nose, came back hard. Um, so I think they'll obviously know, they'll, they'll win that first one, and then I think they'll beat Yale to, to face up with St. Joe's, and that'll be a battle. And I think uh, St. Joe's will uh, uh, give them every, all they can do, but this is the kind of thing that Coach can get. Coach get a couple calls. Grayson will make a shot. Uh, Ingram will make a play. You know, the difference will be someone like Ingram, who's just you know a big time player. Um, and then uh, I think Duke will win and go on uh, to the next round. Um, this is uh, interesting when we start going down here a little lower, because we got Northern uh, Iowa against uh, Texas. This thing can go either way. Again, I think the Missouri Valley Conference is strong. You got Northern Iowa and Wichita State. These are teams that don't come in here afraid. You know, I think they're in that Gonzaga group. They kind of expect to be here now. They're not hoping to be here. Um, but you got Shock. I had a chance to hear him speak uh, a few months back. Just a great leader. Um, there are they are coming together as a unit. They've had some tough losses, but I think he's getting them to buy in. Um, I think they just scrap this one out, um, and Texas wins. And then I think you got this kind of Texas battle. And I think this is a recruitment game right here. And this is where I think Shaka will show his tournament wares. Um, and Texas, they're familiar with this group, will get past Texas A and M. Um, we got VCU and Oregon State. I'm um, GP. Are you with me? Gary Payton, second, love his game. We'll hit on him a little bit later. Um, uh, He uh, uh, will, you know, they're tough, you know. uh, They're a tough team. But I think that uh, Oregon State will go on to uh, face Oklahoma. And then Oklahoma will, I think just with the experience, I love Buddy. That's my buddy. um, Will uh, do his thing. And then it'll be Oklahoma against Texas. You know, they both know each other. But I think this is where, you know, someone like Buddy and Isaiah Cousins, I mean, these stars for them step up the depth. Um, I think uh, Oklahoma gets back, Oklahoma against Duke. And then I see that Kansas, I think Kansas will be Iowa. I just think they got so much depth. Uh, but that will give Iowa a great run. With uh, uh, Duke and Oklahoma, would be a great game. But I just think Oklahoma's depth and the, how they get after it, um, you ain't going to be able to push them around. Uh, and you'll have Oklahoma against Kansas. And so we got some we got some some doozies in there. I gave you a couple gems now. I gave you a couple gems in there now. If you don't take them, that's on you. It's not on me. That's on you. Now, when we when we when we think about uh, the North Carolina bracket. Now, North Carolina is like um how can I say this? Carolina is like Who's gold <laughs> sometimes? And Roy Williams is on my can't trust him list. Um, and but it feels like the kind of year he's not gonna get shocked early. Um, and uh, I think the, the young folks have shown up to be tough. And I think they, um, you know, defensively they weren't really getting after. It, but I think he's getting them to buy in. Um, and so I got them winning their first round game. Obviously, uh, you know we haven't had that sixteen one. I don't think it's going to happen here. I got Providence uh, coming in and uh, in, in, uh, winning, beating USC. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, Providence, you know, with a, you know uh, coming in with uh, you know kind of a you know uh, you know they got a pro ready start, and then they go up against North Carolina. Uh, that's going to be a great game. This is where I think North Carolina's depth might give Providence some problems, um, and um, uh, especially after coming out of a tough battle in the first round, uh, I think Carolina would get them. If this were like a second win- weekend, first game matchup, uh, I'd probably treat this differently and maybe give Providence an opportunity to do it. But coming around in a second one, I think North Carolina would get there. Uh, Indiana, Tom Crean's got to make a run. You know, if you listen to our podcast that I did with Game Changer, it was really like, you know, Indiana needs a run here. You know, I think Tom Creen's at a point with his program where he's got, he's got Yogi Farrell with, when you talk about point guards, I think they talk about all these point guards and people give them love, but they don't give them love like they give them some of these other point guards love. And I think this is going to be his respect run where, you know, by the time he's done, you'll be like, wow, um, it's going to be something that hits his stock, um, a little bit. And so I got them beating Chattanooga, Chattanooga. um, and then, um we got, um, Stony Brook against Kentucky. This is interesting. you got Warney who is like up for the Kyle Malone Award. I think he's the only mid-major power forward up for that award. This is a guy that's a grown man, plays with old man, smooth, his skills, unselfish. He's going to get Kentucky front line all they can handle. And uh, uh, But Cal Perry's got these young boys. He's a great psychologist. Uh, he's got these young boys going. It's going to be a battle. This game's going to be a battle. Uh, but I think their backcourt of Kentucky and, and, and U.S.'s leadership um, is going to uh, uh, get them out of this one in the last three or four minutes. And they face against Indiana, and I think this is where Yogi makes his money. This is where Yogi makes his money. This is where you begin to see his competitive toughness play out. On a big stage against another great point guard, getting all the love, Yogi's going to put his clown suit on. And then it's going to be Indiana. Against Carolina, um, and then I believe you know this is again it's going to be <laughs> Yogi going up against Carolina, Indiana. and I think he's going to put his clowns on. Expecting to hit about twenty four in that game, and Indiana will get past uh, uh, Carolina, and uh, it's going to get interesting. And then now at the bottom, this, this next one is like yeah, Michigan against Notre Dame, and this has been a tricky one for me. But I watched Michigan, uh, Ann Arbor Native, they just don't play even though they got some good support uh inside uh um <clears throat> um last night, um they don't do they don't, they don't consistently play well in the paint. And Notre Dame can do all kinds of stuff. They can get in the paint, they can score that physical and I just think they're gonna be too much for for Michigan. But I'm not really surprised if Michigan's shooting well, they can win this game. But if they can't get on the boards and control uh um uh and play and continue to play some defense. Um, I think Notre Dame is gonna win this one. This is my upset, Stephen F. Austin over West Virginia. I watched West Virginia play. I think they're a great team. This team can make a run, they can get after you. Stephen F Austin is not they're not afraid. Uh this is kind of a dark horse squad, they get there, they get the victories, the upset. People are talking about it. I can already see Bobby Huggins in that sweatsuit looking crazy. Um, and uh they go up against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got that little score run, they'll keep it running, they'll beat Stephen at Boston. And then we got Wisconsin against Pittsburgh. I think Wisconsin has kind of been a quiet growing team in the country. Bo Ryan retires, uh Coach Dollar takes over. Um, you know, they got, you know, Haas, Nigel Hayes, Brown. Brown is um an incredible weapon. catch in space, get on the floor, get down. Where they gonna need some consistent backcourt play? But they can get that. They played in some tough games. Played at Oklahoma, got bruised up a little bit. Um, they beat Syracuse at Syracuse. Won some tough games in the Big Ten. Had a really good probably month and a half year. Um, and they're kind of quiet. Um, and so I think they, they win this uh, uh, Pittsburgh game. Um, I got them going against Xavier. Xavier's a talented squad. But I this is what I think Wisconsin's experience, particularly with the bigs and Nigel Hayes. I think this is another way he's going to make his money. Um He's just crafty. I think he leads, gets those guys to think. Uh, Wisconsin against Notre Dame, and then Wisconsin beats Notre Dame, faces Indiana. Another matchup here. These teams have gone back to each other, but I think Yogi does again, because I think the difference will be the backcourt play of Indiana, um, and that front line is athletic enough to match up with Wisconsin, and then we got Indiana going on. Virginia. Virginia. like Now, Tony Bennett, his father watched him coach at Wisconsin um, you know, um great guy. I think he's a great coach. Feels like he coaches every possession. Feels like they don't play with the kind of freedom I'd like to see them play with the kind of uh basketball players they have, but they're a great team. obviously I think they'll win the first round game, Virginia. I think they'll face Butler. They'll be toughening out, they'll bang it, they'll beat Butler. Um, and then um, uh, the, the lower bracket, Purdue, Little Rock, that's going to be a great game, but Purdue is big. I've watched them like three or four times. And there are a couple things about winning a tournament. Do you have something that people have to figure out how to adjust to? Like, do you play, you know, I think that's one thing that made Syracuse so great. They play a 2-3 zone that most people don't see. And it's hard in a turnaround game to prepare for it. You can't prepare for Purdue's size. And when those big fellows play, they have problems. And they got a tough backcourt. People, they just play, they're playing tough. And this is a program that needs to make a run, and they know it. Um, I think it's going to be a tough first-round game. Um, it could be an upset, but I think Purdue wins. Um, and then I think they face Iona. Woo! A.J. English. He's Wade Mark- microwave, too. Uh, can light it up, 6'4 guard. Uh, this cat can play. He can be at the next level, play at the next league in the league. Um He's gonna put his clown suit on, on Iowa State. And Iowa State's on my can't trust the everybody talks about how they play and their, their creativity and they always get upset in the first round. Iona's just tough, man. They 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 get after it, they always put a challenging kind of schedules. Um they they I believe they knocked mammoth out. Um and Mama you know, gave everybody all they could handle. Um I think they go up against Purdue. I just think these big fellas again on a short turnaround. You can't prepare for the size of Purdue. Man, they just funnel you into the big fellas, and they just throwing shots out into the second row. I think Purdue gets past uh, um, uh, Iona, and then Purdue faces Virginia. I think Virginia is just so tough defensively in all this, that they can then match up against Purdue. I think Virginia gets Purdue. And then we have the St. Hall-Gonzaga one is tough, but I just think, you know, Gonzaga, again, is a team that expects to be here. Keaton Hall has been trying to battle back to get recognition. Um, they kind of So now they kind of feel like new money, even though they were Big East old money. They're trying to get their stuff. It's going to be a great game. I got them sides of winning. I think the bonus is when you have that kind of guy, you know, his father played for the Blazers. This guy's played in Spain, professional leagues. Um, you know, there's it, nothing that he ain't seen that he's going to be afraid of. But he's going to be all you can handle. And so I I think Gonzaga upset Seton Hall, and then Fresno State had a chance to watch them. And you know Utah took a beating. Sometimes you get beat like it's like boxing. Sometimes you get knocked out like that. You never know how people are going to recover after and They took for Oregon, but then Fresno State, man, battle San Diego. You know Fisher has always got his team prepared. And I watch Fresno State; they get after it. Um, And so. Um, I got them beating Utah and going against Gonzaga um, with uh, Gonzaga Fresno State, and then this is I think it's gonna be a, this I think it's gonna be one of the great games of the tournament in terms of it's gonna be exciting. They're gonna be getting mad. They're gonna know what what it means to win it. Uh, but I think Gonzaga is gonna squeak out Fresno um, and, uh, and and go to the next round. Syracuse and Dayton. You know, Beheins are going through all this stuff. complaining about what happened with him, and it just seems like Syracuse hasn't really been settled all year. And I think they paid a price here in this first round against Dayton. Dayton Flyers are no joke. They always tough. They get after. They're that Iona um, kind of kind of mix. St. Joe's mix. You know, they bring that kind of what I call Philly tough to the floor. Um, and I think they get uh, Syracuse in the first round. Uh, they face the Spartans. And nobody's better than Denzel. I think, you know, uh, nobody other than Calipari knows how to milk a situation.
0: And, and probably
1: Denzel's saying all the right things. And private he and Denzel Valentine are using that not going to number one as they rally cop cry. They don't respect us. We don't need a run. We don't win the Big Ten tournament, all these other things. And they're going to use that to motivate them. And they get past Dayton. It's going to be a battle against uh, Gonzaga, but I think Valentine and the are going to be too much. I think he's just too versatile. He's too smart. He knows how to do it. He's like that second coach on the floor. Uh, and then Michigan State gets past to go to Virginia. And this is where Virginia struggles. I always say you know, the gig better teams and even Bo used to be that kind of all in that mode is when it gets to these kind of games, the X and O's are important in the fundamentals, but do you your stars have the ability to break scripts in the moment? <laughs> so when you watch Denzel Valentine in the Big Ten Championship, he is doing things that um, cause you to think, you know, the script, you know, the kind when he was popping the ball and threw it up for the alley-oop or, you know, he breaks the offense and does something. He knows he has the freedom. And other players on the team have a freedom that they play with that Izzo's been working on since, you know, I don't know when. You know, he's been he's been um, you know allowing them to have that kind of space uh, in time, and so um, I think this is where Virginia always struggles against Michigan State because when it's time for their big time players to make uh, some moves. They 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 are they are so fundamentally sound and focused that when it's time to break script they don't break script. So I think Michigan State will face um, uh, uh, will face um, Indiana and uh, we'll have another matchup there. That'd be another barn burner. And I think you know State will do what it does <laughs> uh, in these moments, and they will you know you know punch that final four ticket in a way that will uh, uh 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 make us feel like he's got it figured out. <laughs> You're gonna be like, he must have it figured out. And so uh we got Kansas against Oklahoma. That's gonna be you know, you know, a hey, the game that got me when they went to the overtime, buddy was unconscious. Uh I think mean, it's gonna be another bar burner. I just think Kansas got a few more difference makers. This is where Bill Selfie might don't mess me up. I think Bill Self is going to do his thing and, and, you know, in this moment. And Kansas squeezed by. I mean, it's going to be another good game. And they'll go up against the Spartans. And this is going to be the respect game. Like, they already beat Kansas earlier in the year. But this is where Denzel, like, they didn't want us as a number one seed. we got to finish the deal. And I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be one of the better finals we've seen in recent years. It's going to feel like that Butler-Duke final came down to that last shot. Um, and, um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, 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 see, uh, some, uh, uh, some incredible kind of, uh, energy from that, that would be, um, you know, uh, very important. I think it's gonna be a great game. Uh, Denzel Valentine probably will be the final four MVP, uh, there. And, um, I'm just, I'm just excited to see, um, kind of what they, um, uh, what they what they come up with, how they flow uh with that. But uh they'll get it. I think it'll be a game that'll be decided in the last minute of the game, um, with Valentine making, you know, one of his plays uh to, to make things happen. So that's what I got. I got Sparty winning and it's hard for a cat for a man out of Michigan to say that. But I gotta give it to him, you know, uh Izzold starts the season out preparing for these moments, the way that he um uh works with his players to grow and to um to, to do some of these things that they need to do uh to 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 be um uh successful and he's preparing these teams in November and October for these moments uh so that they are able to you know realize their potential in these moments. And so as depth plays out, folks are comfortable with their roles, um you know, they um again they they really feel comfortable with where they're going with their stuff and um uh you know um uh find a way to to um to to, to make it happen. And and I think in the tournament you gotta have folks who can play um when their things don't work well. And I think Michigan Statesmen have some moments but because of how they play defense, they share the ball, they do different things. Um, you know, I think that uh they will uh, show their wares. Um, right about now, come back now. Now. You're about to be possessed, possessed of the Sounds of MC Roth,
0: and DJ Easy Rock Rock.
1: The reason why I'm in, I don't know So let's go, cause... moment going to look like after it's over, who are they going to be featuring? Who are some of the new stars that we'll see shots from that we didn't know or, you know, we got introduced to them on this big stage. And you know, for the real basketball heads, you know, like this thing, you got cats who are in the streets who like, man, I saw this cat at the park. You know, you're going to see him on TV next, you know, in a few years, this young cat can play. The streets know about who these cats are. And then They've been whispering to you, but then when you see them on the big stage, you're like, Woo, that's the cat they've been talking about. And so I want to talk about a few players who've been in the tournament that uh, that you just need to watch out for. I think they may make some noise. They might even crush my own brackets. The first thing is Jamil Warning from Stony Brook. If you haven't seen this play, man play, he's a he's a uh, young man play. He's a Karl Malone Award final. I think he's the only mid-major. He's uh, with uh, Bryce Johnson, was it Georges Nang from Iowa State, Jared Utah, Perry Ellis. I mean, no, all those guys are from blue blood programs for the most part, big-time programs. He's the one. He's a three-time player of the year in his conference, American East Conference. You know, this guy, he's been the most outstanding player. I mean, he's the only cat since 1996, season season to, to record at least 2,000 points 1,200 rebounds, 250 block shots, 200 assists, 100 steals. I mean, he's going to give Kentucky all they can handle. I mean, he's averaging 19 points uh, with 10 rebounds, four offensive rebounds. So he gets on the glass. He's shooting like 63% uh, from the field. I mean, three block shots. He got 20 double-doubles. I mean, He's the kind of cat going to be sneaky in the draft that, that that to end up on one of these upper echelon teams in the NDA and really be a solid contributor for a long time on the championship squad. That's a cat you got to do. You know his father and his family, but I think he kind of been flying under the radar a little bit. You know, he's going to be a lottery pick, but I think he can make a difference. I, I talked a little about his, uh, uh, Demantis, uh, DeMontis Sabonis. You know, his father is a legend, played for the, uh, the uh, Blazers. was obviously a, um,
0: You know, um, a legend
1: in uh, in the Soviet Union, Russia, uh, before that, I believe. Um, And just an international basketball star that came over later in his career and would just play with those great, great Blazer teams. But his son uh, is averaging, I think, 17 rebounds, 17 points, 11 rebounds. Um, Knows how to play because he's been playing against pros. Um, You know, I think he can, you know, the stage might not be too big for him and he can make some things happen. Um, The one cat I did talk to you about, that I was like microwave light. you gonna keep me after you can light it up. He can get in what I call get in his mix. Um, and that's AJ English from Iona. He's 10th in the nation and scoring like 22.4 points a game. Um he's a three time uh, first team all Metro Atlantic selection. Um, you know, uh he's the, he was the MVP of the tournament. Um, but he just he he just can light it up. And Anytime you got a guy who's got a ball in his hands who can light it up, uh, that's a guy that can give you mad problems. Um, He can go on a run, two, three games on where he's averaging 22 a game for the season, but in a tournament he might be averaging 30. And so, because he's ready for the lights, it ain't too big for him. The other person is, if y'all know me for a long time, I love me GP. Are you with me? I'm a Gary Payton fan, but his son, Gary Payton III, we don't talk like his daddy but play like his dad. Uh, you know, he's been a Pac 10, defensive player of the year. They said they try to call him the mitten. and he don't like that. You know, his daddy was a glove. But he averaged him fifteen points, five assists and two three two two uh, two point three uh, three uh, steals a game and seven point nine rebounds. And he only turned the ball over maybe two points. so we think about his assist the turnover ratio. This guy he know how to play, you know he you know, his daddy called him, you know, Oregon State kind of sneaky, you know, he went, you know, and, and he's not like the traditional son of a, a legend sometimes. He, he had to go, he went to the junior college route, uh, played in uh, Salt Lake Community College for two years. He went the hard route back to, you know, it's like his dad was like, my fame is my fame. You got to make your own. And he went and played two years of uh, juco basketball. Game. So it wasn't like he just rolled up on the scene and came in as a diaper dandy and did all this other stuff. This cat was a hard route, so he knows what it means. And my other guy, I just call him Old Smooth. You know, I got love for Rockford, Illinois, and I think they're sleeping on him. I got them, you heard me, I had them going a little bit away, ways. It's Fred Bansley, the Missouri Valley Conference men's basketball player of the year. He was, he was a player of the year as a sophomore. I'm going to call him the must-have-forgot player. You know, you know Roy Jones had to come out there, you must-have-forgot. And I think that's what it is for Fred. Like, when, he, when he went to balling the other day, you could tell his blood coming out, his, you know, off his eyebrow, down his face, he was like, you must-have-forgot. And you put him with Baker, he can go. I mean, this guy is a Koozie Award finalist kind of cat. Uh, you know, he's on the uh, Lou Olsen Award, lotless he was. Boy he, he, this is a guy in the season, he had some injuries, a team struggled, but they got veterans, but he knows how to play. you if you talk about somebody who knows how to play. He knows how to play. And so uh uh I got a lot of love for him. Um, you know, uh he uh uh, uh um uh plays, gets after it. Um, I think he's always been fighting for respect. And um, you know, I think on this one it's gonna be it's gonna be his last swan song. I just feel like um he's gonna get some respect. Um, you know, uh one thing actually let me I think I might have a, I might have, let me see if I got something from him. This is an interview I think I did with him one time. Love see. talk radio. All right, you're on with the real sports guys, real guys this is D. Wills. We're in uh, our pre-tournament uh, uh, conversation. Games are going. Um, but we're fortunate enough to, to have uh, uh, one of the top players in the country, uh, the, the leader of the Shockers here with us, a uh, uh, Rockford, Illinois native, uh, Fred Van Fleet, here in the movement. Fred, welcome to the Real Sports Guys. Thanks for having me, guys. When the brackets first came out, many of the national media – talked about and focused on the difficulty as an obstacle for you that um, would determine that you would make it to the championship. And I saw it entirely different way. I saw it as probably the best thing that could happen to you because it could allow you to really focus on uh, the mission at hand and to stay focused. What was the conversation inside the Shocker House? How were you reacting to your seating? Well, you know, it was just an opportunity, you know, and a challenge. Well, every challenge is an opportunity. So, uh, you know, we don't want no cakewalks, and uh, we're definitely not getting that with the bracket we got. It's obviously a tough bracket. Everybody knows that with the teams that's in it. And, uh, you know, we're just going to take it in stride and, and try to take care of some games. And if we do that, we'll be setting ourselves up for great success. You have – so that was the interview we did when they were – uh, the top seed and you remember they got knocked out by uh, Kentucky. Uh, but if you if you listen to him he said we don't want no cakewalks. There was something about his attitude during that thing that really endured me. And he like some of these other players I talked about, you know, they all went to these camps. They all play AAU. They all they've seen some of these guys on national stages. folks who get in love. They you know, they they probably did stuff on them on the court and they can't understand why they're getting loved. You know, Fred plays like that, but he never shows it. But you can hear it in his voice uh, that he has kind of competitive uh, speaking and always have been trying to fight for respect, but doesn't care about the, the tough road. I think that even means even more given where they are right now. And I think Baker, his running mate, has the same attitude. But I think Fred, out of all these guys I talked about, probably will make the most noise, kind of reintroduce himself to the country. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting to talk about a lot of these other point guys. I think by the end of the tournament, you know, you might get hear a lot about Fred Van Fleet and Yogi Ferrell in, in a different way, in a way that you're hearing about some of these other point guards that, yeah, they talk about these guys, but not with the same kind of reverence that you hear um, uh, from others. Um, and so, you know, I, I feel, um, you know, uh, 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 great that we, you know, um, have an honor to kind of, see these young people unfold and, and, and kind of do the kinds of things that um you know can make all uh, uh all things possible. So this is where dreams happen um in there. So you listen to the real sports guy breakfast before uh the madness. Um this is my quick kind of you know one hour kind of hit with uh, my uh brackets um and um you know where I'm at as people are kind of scrambling trying to get their stuff done here at the end Kind of set the tone, you know. This morning I woke up and, you know, uh, you know when, I used to, when it used to be breakfast before Wimbledon. You know, I try to get, you know, I got my grits and my eggs and
0: bacon and you know you want
1: to get some coffee. You know, you just want to sit there. You know, you want to sit there. I might get some tea because you know, you know I want to be like my 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 my, my, my British comrades. We got, it, it, I feel the same way right now about March Madness. I got up feeling right, um, you know. Uh, you know, wife was like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm, you know, this is my holiday. I got these two games on watch. She looked at me like I was crazy. She's a teacher. I'm like, go hang out with some second graders because I'm going to be hanging out with Fred Van Fleet and the crew. I'm going to be hanging out with the Dookies. I'm going to be hanging out with uh, the Jack Rabbits. I'm going to be watching the agony of the feet, you know, the face, the emotions, Um it reminds you of, you know, no matter who goes to the league and the one and done and everything we've been you know, you know, whether it's the Ben you know, Simmons kind of stuff, you know, the greatest thing I think about our society is, you know, when you can create an opportunity where people have an equal access and opportunity to compete. Where, you know, at this point it's like it, your pedigree doesn't mean anything, the lights come on, can you play? And it's for well, this night. No, we're not going to play a three-game series. If you got it, you better bring it today. Don't lose and talk about we would have beat you four out of five times. No, this is the only moment you get. And you got to come with it. And so that's what I appreciate about this, the energy, uh, the energy by the students and the campuses. You know, we, you know, often on r s g we spend time, you know, talking about some of the inequities we have. And, you know, we're still about that. But I think at the end of the day, what makes us love all the people who are who participate and contribute uh, to our platform, to a person, um, they are um, they are fans of the game. And so even when we come with a criticism about something or whatever, at the end of the day, we all play sports. We all understand the value of what sports have meant to our life. And one of the things I love about this tournament that we've lost in society is how do you deal with failure? One of the great things I love about Fred Van Fleet, you know, who, after that interview, played against Kentucky, devastating loss after a great season with so much promise. You know, could have been disappointed and said, you know, could have made the crazy decision like, I'm going to go to the league anyway, but was smart enough to know I want to come back with these folks and compete again. And, 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 and did it. Um, says a lot about how you bounce back from failure. I think one of the things that I, I worry about about Ben Simmons and people will talk a lot about and just about many reasons about one and done and why it's important. I think the thing that gets lost in this whole one and done argument and the difference between um, the, the creating more folks who can be on the pathway to greatness, which I think we see with Steph Curry, that when you stay in college and you have to learn to lead and deal with disappointment and do it in the ways that you have to do when you're in a college setting. There's something that's built up in you. Um, I think that's why Yogi Ferrell is going to be an excellent pro. Not that he couldn't have left last year or whatever, but I think there's something about the way he had, he will have to lead this year that will make all the difference to his pro career. I think that's why Kawhi Leonard has been who he is. You have great players like LeBron James who just have a leadership quality about them. They're like once in a generation kind of guys. Got an old man. That's a, I say he got some Midwest values that kind of just go, He's a Kobe Bryant. But when you're talking about three or four out of thousands and millions, you know, I would rather have a setting that, that has the probability of producing more. And that wasn't like, well, when they all stayed in school, they all made it. But there was something about having to learn how to deal with failure, having to learn how to come back with a team, having to learn how to build continuity in a community um, and grow up through the wrong of leadership from being a lower wrong person on the floor to learn how to lead. And I think that's why Denzel Valentine and others like that, I think Denzel's going to be great in the pros because not because he can't play, but, you know, he's taking a lot of ill advised shots when he was a freshman in South Florida. I mean, Denzel was on him. I remember he used to pull his hair out on him. But where his growth is coming and even made his game better is the way he thinks the game, the way understanding that your game improves by how you build capacity in others. And I think the tournament and these things like this bring these things out. You see these elements in young people. Um, and how they do, it. so um, I'm a big fan uh, of this. And uh, looking forward uh, to to all the stuff we're going to talk about um, as we go. But I will say that I want know, winners. I do want that because cash is on the line, um, and, and I I want to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. And so I I do want to make sure that you can deliver uh, on, on, on on those kinds of things. Because we all we need more dogs. You need to be a dog at this moment. You need to be able to come with it. You need to have you know uh, you know uh, you know be a dog. You know we don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. And you find out who the dogs are. You know I want I, I want to know that you got that in you. You know I'm I'm all for that. And so. Um I'm 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 looking forward to this. It's gonna be a a great kinda uh you know uh, experience uh that we're gonna have. I hope you have uh you know an incredible experience uh to go. I'm gonna take a little bit of break and then come back and kinda of close this one mic out breakfast before uh, the madness, um and say some final words uh after uh we uh take this You're listening to the Real Sports Guy. We're, we're not. We're not. We're not. Again, we're not against. We're not. We're not against. We're not against. We're not. We're, we're, we're not against rap, rap. Rap. We're not against rapper. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those thugs, thugs. time with me breakfast before it's my first annual breakfast before the madness, you know, kind of pull this together. Um, you know, we uh, often get excited. I'm looking forward to, you know, game changes analysis. I'm looking forward to Hiller hearing from Phil T. Um, we often go back and forth on our text messages when we'll we watch the games or uh, we'll post some stuff out there. Uh, again, you have time to, um uh you know uh catch us um uh in our in attorney. Our I got people texting me saying, "I'm filling out my brackets now for the attorney challenge um you got a chance to kind of get on there and and uh hit us up and uh be a part of the attorney challenge the grand prize this year you know we're gonna try and, we believe in giving our our people some shine um and um uh we definitely want to uh make sure that we give folks some shine um and so uh, if you go to uh, Real Sports Guys webpage, I believe it's uh, uh, the Facebook and forward slash Real Sports Guys Media. Um, click on Attorney Challenge. Um, uh, uh, get in there, get your brackets in. Uh, we got some great prizes. It's great fun. Uh, we have some some sports figures uh, who have uh, participated, folks who have been in senior leadership in different things and having fun with this, as well as compared to some of the people who are. Uh, friends of, uh, of RSG, and we just we love to kind of share this moment with folks. It's fun. A lot of trash talking. We'll have LR on there. He just hit me up. He's trying to fill out his bracket. Uh, I'm gonna talk about him uh, uh, as well because I know he's gonna be uh, coming with some garbage, and uh, we definitely wanna let him know that uh, we're gonna slap that off the glass. Uh, we might have to bring the dogs out uh, on him because you know we just we just not gonna put up with it. You know, LR likes to come up with that craziness. He's still trying to. Justify his uh, his position on um, on uh, 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 Cam Newton. So you know we 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 will uh, bring the dogs out on and hearing uh, what his picks are going to be and where he's at. He probably when I see him, I'm probably going to I'll probably tweet his stuff out because I know he he's doing something that's going to mess up the, the whole game. But we love LR because he just have been uh, supportive to us. Uh, but you know if I have to, you know I'm going <laughs> to you know, we'll do that to him. So uh it's been great. Um, you know, we're having a great show here and uh we will we look forward to um uh you know having you join us on future podcasts. Look out for that hustle and Flows. They got a new one they're gonna drop here. Uh I have another one Mike coming out with Hank and my boy C Hampton, uh, the hammer. Um and um uh we're gonna have something I think with Justin And the game changer come out, some NBA stuff. You know that's going to be off the hook. You know, those those two cats, you know, uh, first take ain't got nothing on them. Um, And, uh, you know, if you're going to get game changer adjusted, I mean, just the Twitter beast they got going on when they talk about the game is crazy. And so we continue to push the envelope. um, And uh, if you want to be a partner with us, you know, hit us up on Facebook. We love to uh, have corporate partners come on with us. We love y'all. Enjoy the tournament. Have fun with it um you know don't worry about the money you're going to lose cuz money's just you know can be replaced <laughs> uh don't get too sad enjoy the moment take care RSG.
0: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess ha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket